We are the Adventuring Guild, and this is the Home Brew Review. This week with another episode of Homebrew Review, our characters uh, last level got the Tome of Strahd in Velaki and are now on their way to Castle Ravenloft. As always, we are using TabletopAudio.com for our music here today. Oh, just a quick reminder, the players for this week are Dave playing Gerald Stonemason, a risen fighter uh, of the Unchained. There is Kelly, Dr. Reza Greenhill, who is a physician. There is Luke, who is Rune Belmont, a blood hunter. And Virgil, who is playing Vigar, the cardmaster. We'll go ahead and start with your reviews of what all happened last week and uh, what you thought of your characters and abilities. Uh, We will start with uh, you, Gerald. Alright, um, so the Unchained is a homebrew race, so obviously it's not going to have as much effect on my actual playstyle as my class would, but there are a few things that it actually does matter a lot in. Um, one of the big things with this race is you get a plus two to constitution if you take the Risen sub-race, which actually turns out to help a lot, considering... Every time you level up, that's another plus two you get to your HP. Uh, that kind of thing helps a lot. It just it just adds up, honestly. So, uh, yeah, there, there's not, not a whole lot that sticks out at me as anything overpowered. Um, it just seems like, a, you know, a normal race that makes for some really good role-playing opportunities. Yeah. All right. Dr. Greenhill. So... Last week, um, I did a lot of healing. There's not much more I can do, though I think this week will be different. Um, this just the straight six uh, HP is pretty good because I don't have to roll for it. It's just so I can't roll a one, you know, and heal three points of damage. Um, but that's gonna go up to as my level goes up. Um, yeah, I, it's... And the buffs, I did do one buff last week, um, which I'll probably do more as it gets more combat heavy. So, yeah. Okay. On then to Rune Belmont. It's good to be back. I enjoyed last week uh, being able to like have my Hunter's Bane be used more than 
I expected. Honestly, I was thinking that just the Crimson Rite, the bonus damage, was going to be the highlight, but I actually got some utility out of it, like tracking down that that uh, imp that was in the basement. I didn't expect to use it so soon. I was kind of happy about that. Uh, this week, I'm looking forward to dishing out some damage and hunting down some more fiends and undead to slay. All right. And Vygar. All righty. Uh, last week, uh, I did not crit at all, I don't think. Um, which kind of sucks, because um, this class is just built around being able to hit those uh, critical hits on spells. Hopefully, that'll change this week. Got some more damage. I'm going to use card throw some more. Hopefully, I don't land poison on the undead, because that doesn't really work. Um, but hopefully, I'll hit some crit hits, because I'll be able to use my spells more. I didn't really use any last week. Um, but now with my redraw ability, uh, whenever I score a crit hit, I can discard a card in my hand and immediately draw another one. So I can get maybe some better spells for the situation at hand. I also have a slightly bigger hand of cards, so I'll have three car- three spells I can use at any time. So we'll see what we'll see what the rolls have for me today. All right, we will go ahead and get started. You guys would have somehow managed to escape that nasty situation in the Burgomeister's mansion. I believe there was talk of a newspaper and setting him up to look like a... Weekend at Bernie's type yeah, situation. Weekend at, exactly. Weekend at Bernie's, only where the guy is still alive. Uh, if not barely. So you guys would have been able to get out of that situation uh, with a paradrop, calling in a helicopter or something. Who knows? And would have made your way to the gates of Ravenloft after braving many other adventures and slaying many other foes. After winding through the forest and craggy mountain peaks, the road takes a sudden turn to the east, and the startling, awesome presence of Castle Ravenloft towers before you. (gasps) Beyond these guard towers is a precipice, a 50-foot-wide, fog-filled chasm that disappears into unknown depths. A lower drawbridge of old, shorn-up beams stretches across the chasm between you and the archway to the courtyard. The chains of the drawbridge creak in the wind, their rust-eaten iron strained under the weight. From atop the high walls, stone gargoyles stare at you out of their hollow eye sockets and grin hideously. A rotted wooden portcullis, green with growth, hangs above the entry tunnel. Beyond this location, the main doors of Ravenloft stand open. A A rich, warm light spills from within, flooding the courtyard. Torches flutter sadly in sconces on both sides of the open doors. Alright, you guys just want to make your way across that drawbridge, or what would you like to do? Absolutely. Does anyone have any history on this place? I can roll history. Yeah, go ahead, roll whatever checks you guys want. If you can justify them to me, just tell me what 26 for history. Okay. 25 for deception. Oh, no, no shit, history. Yeah, proficiency history would have been a 18. It's 27, actually. So I forgot the proficiency. <laughs> so. Alright. Anybody else want to make any checks of any variety? Um, Just perception to make sure there's not anything fucky with the bridge. Okay. It's a 16. Okay, for history of the place, you would know um, not a ton about it as far as its inner workings, but you would know that it is extremely inhabited. 
It is not just a empty, horrible castle. There is business and people that come and go frequently. Uh, it does have quite a few uh, creatures and other things in it that would likely um, beat you to a bloody pulp, but there are also normal folks that come and go um, with normal trade. Uh, you would know that uh, Strahd does reside within, um, or at least that is what is said, and that it is a sprawling complex uh, with maze-like corridors and traps and everything around every corner. Uh, for your perception, you would notice that at the end of the drawbridge, that um, green growth on the wooden portcullis looks a bit funky, but you're not sure why. Oh, that's watching you, green goo. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, walk across the bridge and into the courtyard area. I will, with yes. crossbows ready. All right, as you walk underneath that uh, green goop on the portcullis, uh, you notice that it seems to be a lot more congealed and together than what it would be normally. Uh, it doesn't look like uh, mold so much as a goop but it doesn't do anything other than hang there. So you're able to pass under it without any consequence. Uh, thick, cold fog swirls in this courtyard. Sporadic flashes of lightning lance the weeping clouds overhead as thunder shakes the ground. Through the drizzle, you see torch flames fluttering on each side of the keep's main doors. Warm light spills out of the entrance, flooding the courtyard. High above the entrance is a round window with shards of broken glass lodged in its iron frame. Should we knock on the front door, or should we try a sneakier approach? Hello? Yes, we are looking for Strad. Uh, the I'm outer doors this. actually hang open. Oh, okay. hang open? Yep. Uh, sneak, sneaky, sneaky our way in. Okay, go ahead and give shimmy, me stealth shimmy. checks. Shimmy, shimmy. Six. That one. That one! <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a good start. Oh, let's be quiet. <laughs> hey guys! We gotta be quiet! Yeah. Oh, they left it open! The ornate doors of the castle hang open, flanked by fluttering torches and iron sconces. Twenty feet inside the castle is a second set of doors. Go up to those doors. So many doors. You go up to the doors, and the doors in front of you suddenly swing open, revealing a grand hall filled with the sound of organ music. Is it like the? Is it like the creepy, like Phantom of the Phantom of the Opera type? Like very much. Yes. Very gothic, cathedral style organ music. That's awesome. Yes. So we don't think there were any consequences to failing epically at our stealth check <laughs> this time? Like no one's coming actively to attack us? Not that you see. Oh, appears. Wait, well, since there's business that goes on, like and maybe we're just here to... Yeah, you know, maybe they, maybe they just don't think anything All else All I'm saying it. is, last time, just walking up and acting like we belonged there worked perfectly fine. So... Cavalier, we we are in okay. Castle Ravenloft, I think. Let's try and stealth our way up this next room. And right. not smash into each other, please. Alrighty. In this room, cobwebs stretch between the columns that support the vaulted ceiling of a great dusty hall, dimly lit with sputtering torches and iron sconces. 
These torches cast odd-shaped shadows across the faces of eight stone gargoyles uh, squatting motionless on the rim of a domed ceiling. Cracked and faded ceiling frescoes are covered by decay. Double doors of bronze stand closed to the east. To the north, a wide staircase climbs into darkness. A lit hallway to the south contains another set of bronze doors, through which you hear sad and majestic organ tones. It sounds like the music's coming from that direction. It sounds like the music is coming from the south. Okay. We. Yep, the hallway to the south contains another set of bronze doors. Uh, so it would be down uh, down that way. Want to go find the organ then? I think so. Uh, you guys head to the south. Torch light flutters against the walls of this vaulted hall. To the east, an arched hallway stretches for 20 feet, ending in a spiral staircase that goes up and down. Next to the hallway, a suit of armor, oiled and glistening, stands at attention in a shallow alcove. To the west, large double doors hang slightly open, and a steady bright light escapes through the opening. Swells of organ music come from behind the doors, spilling their melody of power and defeat into the hall. Oh, ah, right of the dawn on both of my crossbows. Do you want to take point? Let's, yeah, let's do it. Three enormous crystal chandeliers brightly illuminate this magnificent chamber. Pillars of stone stand against dull white marble walls supporting the ceiling. In the center of the room, a long, heavy table is covered with a fine white satin cloth. The table is laden with many delectable foods. Roasted beast basted in savory sauce, roots and herbs of every taste, and sweet fruits and vegetables. Places are set for each of you with fine, delicate china and silver. At each place is a crystal goblet filled with an amber liquid with a delicate, tantalizing fragrance. At the center of the far west wall, between floor-to-ceiling mirrors, stands a massive organ. Its pipes blare out a thunderous melody that speaks in its tone of greatness and despair. Seated at the organ, facing away from you, a single capped figure pounds the keys in raptured ecstasy. The figure suddenly stops, and as a dead silence falls over the hall, it slowly turns towards you. What do, what do we see? What is it? That doesn't look like the same person that's on my... Uh my electrum pieces, correct? That is exactly what it looks like. Wow. Shit. And in a poof, he disappears. At that exact moment, a bone-chilling wind rises up and roars through the halls, putting out all open flames. You hear the screech of ancient hinges and a solid thud as many heavy doors slam shut one after another into the distance. You hear the portcullis clang shut and a tired groan of an aged drawbridge pulling up. Finally, the doors that held this room open are now slammed shut behind you. Well, what would you guys like to do? You are left in a pitch dark room. Find an exit. Okay. Yep. Do you want to go through the double doors no. uh, which you came? Uh, that would be the only exit, I believe. Uh, I um, guess then, yeah, that's where we're going. I guess that'll work. Okay, you exit out back into that uh, hallway. It is completely dark in here as well. All the torches have been put out. You have prestidigitation, right? I have thaumaturgy, but it doesn't... 
Fine. I'll it sacrifice my offhand. I'll grab a torch from my bag. Okay. There's also it. still torches on the walls that you could light. They're just been put out with the wind. Light a torch. I'll bear a torch and a crossbow. Okay. Since I don't have to reload. Alright. Um, you're back in that main area. There is... You can go back to that room with the tall columns and go up the wide staircase there. There's also those bronze doors to the east in that columned room. And behind you, directly across from where you just exited, there is a spiral staircase going both up and down. Right, I have to ask. Can I track Strahd? No. Dread. Okay. You know that he is somewhere here, but there is so much undead everything everywhere, it is really hard for you to tell what's going on. Sweet. And in fact, uh, you guys come across uh, as you exit out of that dining hall. You know what? I'll take your offer. You hold the torch. Extra <laughs> crossbow. Got it. Uh, you see as you're um, exiting that room, a curious object drifts into view as though held aloft by an invisible force. And it is strolling across, it looked like down that wide staircase, it is going now across those columns and into what looks like those bronze double doors. Does, what? You said it was a floating object? What yeah, it's it? dark in here, so it's you can't see what is I have floating. dark vision. Oh, okay. Uh, you would be able to see a purple silk, well, you believe purple because you can only see in shades of gray, but um, a purple silk handkerchief with white ruffled edges floating. It's a handkerchief. The doors, the bronze doors open partially and it passes through before the bronze doors close behind them. All of us have dark vision except for except for me. Except for Rune. I get that at level 15. Sucks. Okay. What would you guys like to do? Take the spiral staircase up and down, follow the handkerchief, or go up the stairs? The wide staircase. Follow the handkerchief. Follow the hanky. Alright, you follow the white hanky. Purple hanky. Purple hanky, thank you. Um, this grand hall is choked with dust and stretches into the darkness ahead. Webs hang from the arched ceiling like drapes, and life-size statues of knights line the hallway on both sides, their eyes seeming to watch you. And there are double doors at the end of the hallway. Make our way. Stealthily. Downtown. Hey, everybody can roll me stealth checks if you like. Woohoo! 21. I got a nat 20. Which translates into a 21. 16. 12. Okay. You guys make it to the other end of the hall, and you do notice the bronze doors on the other side hangs a symbol that looks like a rising or a setting sun beaten into the bronze. Do we know, is that like Strahd's symbol or something? No. You, Gerald, would know that that is the symbol of the morning horde. One of the of old religions. Uh, do you guys enter those double doors? I would, yes. Dim-colored light filters through the tall, broken, and boarded-up windows of stained glass, illuminating the ancient chapel of Ravenloft. A few bats flutter near the top of the 90-foot-high domed ceiling. A balcony runs the length of the west wall, 50 feet above the floor. In the center of the balcony, two dark shapes are slumped in tall chairs. Benches coated with centuries of dust lie about the floor in jumbled disarray. Beyond the debris, lit by a piercing shaft of light, an altar stands upon a stone platform. The sides of the altar are carved in boss relief of angelic figures intertwined with grapevines. 
The light from above falls directly onto a silver statuette. A clothed figure is draped over the altar, and a black mace lies on the floor near its feet. Nose goes to grab it. I can't, because <laughs> I have two crossbows in my hand. But no, still, point is moot. I'll go touch it. This Want might it? be evil, but I'm, I'm dead, so I pick it up. Okay, you pick it up. Do I feel anything terrible happening to me? No. I... It feels very heavy. It does feel like you could probably whack people quite handily with it. Can I make an arcana check on it? Yes, you can. Fine, sir. I'll I do arcana too. An it arcana is too. magic. Eight. It is magic. That. So twenty-one. Holy crap! You, despite not having any magic in you whatsoever. <laughs> You are very schooled in arcana. Have yes, seen this item before in a book or something you don't remember, but you remember it being called something along the lines of Mace of Terror. I'm going to do an arcana on the statuette. Died. Okay. 17? It is magical. Is it good magic? Aw. Yes, it is very good. I'm going to pick it up. Okay. You pick it up. It is a 12-inch tall statuette made of the pure silver weighing about 10 pounds. It depicts a cleric kneeling in supplication. You're, you would also recognize the name as the Icon of Raven, but it would require a tomb. I'll let you do it over a short rest if you guys want to take a short rest in the chapel, because you would need to do the same thing for the mace. Let's Sounds do good. that, then. Okay. From the chapel, upon turning around and heading the other way, uh, you notice that there are two other alcoves that come in and out of this uh, chapel besides the double doors. They both are stairwells that go up. One is a spiral staircase. The other is a straight, regular staircase. Let's take the spiral staircase. Yep. Spiral sounds good to me. Can it go up or down? All right. Uh, yes, it goes both directions. Huh. Let's go down. Down. Okay. Large flagstones of the spiraling staircase lead up and down around 20-foot-wide stone core. Cobwebs fill the staircase, making it difficult to see even the ceiling. High beams sag overhead from the centuries of supporting weight. So you guys continue to go down the staircase, and there are several weird cracks in the walls as you're continuing to go down, and eventually it leads at the bottom into what appears to be a crypt. Nope. Oh, shit. Big bucket of nope. <laughs> there were We've been here like ten minutes. I don't think we should be in the crypt. This okay. is a bad idea. Go back to Reverse the engines. top then. Reverse engines. Big old bucket of nope. Yeah. Okay. You guys go back up. You're back in the chapel. Do you want to continue up that same spiral staircase or check one of the others? I said just, just go, go up. up. Let's go up. Up okay. the spiral. So you guys keep climbing for what seems to be a really long time until you guys hit the tower peak. The spiral staircase finally ends at a five-foot-wide stone walkway that circles the shaft. In the center of the tower's highest floor, a 15-foot diameter hole drops into the cold heart of Ravenloft itself. Cold air rushes up out through the shaft, sending a chill through you. Arrow slits line the walls, and an aging beam support a steep cone-shaped roof. One beam and part of the roof have fallen away, leaving a gaping hole open to the stormy sky. Hmm. Rune? Yes? Do you notice something lurks among the rafters? A small, spindly man, no larger than a child. 
A flash of lightning illuminates his face, which is painted like a grinning jack-o'-lantern. I open fire. Go ahead and make an attack roll with advantage. Oh, thank goodness for advantage. Twelve. That does not quite hit. He jumps out of the way extremely nimble and jumps to the other side of the rafter. That's what you saw. Take me two of the shots. Okay. There we go. Uh, 25. Okay, that definitely hits. Uh, that will be 11 piercing and uh, 3 radiant. Although, is he undead? Uh, no, he's actually a construct. And with that first shot, it pierces him through the chest and he falls to the ground. Uh, double chat? I guess I'll just double tap with the third shot just in case. Okay. Uh, you double tap him and he's still just... Dead Still dead. Loot <laughs> the body. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's nothing on it. Well, Are there uh, more in the room? Nope, there's nothing else up here that you can see. Alright, that's basically it for up here. You guys want to make your way back down to the chapel? Yep. Yes. Yep. Alright, you guys make your way all the way back down to the chapel. You guys want to try that other staircase, or do you want to go back out into the main room? What would you guys like to do? Um, Back out to the main room, maybe? Back to the main room. All right, you go back down that hallway. The statue's eyes once again follow you the whole way. And you uh, step into that area with the four columns. When you enter into that room, uh, and I'm guessing you're going to go towards the big staircase then, as you turn to go towards that staircase, between the four columns drop eight gargoyles. Everybody roll me initiative. Nine. Twelve. Twenty-one. Eight. My guard. All right, how many are there? There are eight of the little boogers. Mm. They don't look particularly strong, but they do look vicious. Cal. Card throw. Okay, you throw that card. So first card is a 20 to hit. That will hit. Second card is a 26 to hit. Okay, yes, both of those hit. Alright, the first card is Psychic! Woo! And, uh, three, eight points of psychic damage. I need a constitution saving throw. Okay. Over the one, over the two. Nope, uh, it rolled a 14. Okay, it fails, it is blinded. Awesome! Uh, four. Until the end of their next turn. Do you already second your improved critical, improved failure? Uh, I get... Yes and no. I have my first one. At level one, I get 19 and 20. Okay. And I crit one for a save. At level 10, oh. at level 10, I'll get the next one, which is 18 to 20 or a one and a two. And it's only for damage, unfortunately. Okay, okay second card, I'll also hit, and it's a four, so it's poison damage. And does. Uh, Another eight points of damage. Okay, uh, once again, it does not look like it is doing anything to the gargoyle. Okay. So the first one that is blinded swipes at you and does not hit. Uh, I'm assuming a nine won't do it. Nope. Okay, and the other attack... Oh, that one might, though. Uh, Does a 14 hit you? If it meets. It beats. Okay. It isn't able to bite you, but it does manage to swipe its claw at you, dealing seven points of slashing damage. Okay, seven? Yep. Since you're the only one that has attacked so far... Shit. I'm going to say three of the others attack you. Ah. 
Two hits for a combined total of eight points of piercing, or four piercing, four slashing damage. Okay. Uh, we will go ahead then and say of the remaining ones, three of them are going to attack you, fine sir. Uh, one of them is going to attack you, Dr. Greenhill. Four hits. Oh, jeez. That will be a combined total of 17 points of damage. And then uh, two against, or one against you, uh, they're Dr. Greenhill, and I rolled a four and a three. Woohoo! So neither will hit you. Uh, that is everybody then, so we are on to Rune. I'll start three shots. One against the one that's closest to me. Hit him with your best shot. About uh, 15 to hit. 12 points of damage against that one. Uh, the one that Virgil hit, that's blinded, or a different one? A different one. I'll do the one that's in front of me. Uh, okay, 15 you said? Yep. Okay. Oh, sorry, no, uh, 12. Oh, yeah, sorry, 15 was the, uh, to hit, so, yep. okay. If it's still up, I'll shoot it again. It is still up and doesn't even look that bad yet. Uh, 14. Not quite, no. Okay, and third shot. Drat, keeps getting lower, 13. <laughs> okay, not quite. On then to Dr. Greenhill. So there's one that's in front of me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm going to attack him with my scalpel. All right. Oh, sweet. That's a 21. Yeah? Yeah. That um, will hit. Make a con save. That is a 5. And I do 2 points of damage, and your walking speed is halved. Luckily, they can still fly. Gerald. Alright, uh, three attacks. Closest one to me, basically. Awesome. That's uh, 23, 10. Okay. And a 13. And who would you be going for? Just the closest gargoyle to me. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say that is one of them attacking Virgil. That's six points of damage. Woo. Okay, luckily, it's a magic weapon. Uh, got the Mesa right. like uh, And anything is a bonus. Oh, you already swung, so that would have been your bonus action. Uh, Alright, we're back to Vigar. Okay. I'm gonna shoot uh, one of them. The blinded one or a different? I'm gonna shoot uh, that blinded one. Okay. I'm gonna use Scorching Ray. Ooh. And... This works kind of like the monk, or not the monk, the warlock, where you have certain levels. Uh, so I'll be casting at the fourth level. That's right. fun. So, how many beams is that? Five beams. <laughs> so, first beam. That's a crit hit. Nice. Sweet. So that beam is eight, 16 points for the first beam. Okay. 16 to hit. Yep. Nine points. That'll hit. Eight points. That'll also hit. Okay. It's ten points. Okay, still standing. Not by a whole yeah. lot, though. Let's He's see, got a how bunch many of was that? That you is one four. More. Okay, so this is my last one. And that's yeah. 20. How do you destroy this thing? Just like, chuck, you know, like the little beams all up here and just do, 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 and just like just beat the shit out of this gargoyle. Very anime. There's all these holes appearing in the creature until it just explodes into molten heated rock. So, with those two crits, does that mean you get to draw, like, you get to discard two and draw two? Okay, so with that crit hit, I have to discard the scorching. I, I discard the scorching ray because I just used it. Okay. And with my redraw ability, 
Let's see. Whenever you score a crit hit, you can choose to discard one of the cards in your hand and then immediately draw another one. That's awesome. I'm glad you get to showcase this twice. Oh, shit. Yeah. I was thinking, like, it would be really terrible during the homebrew review to not get to show off all your class. But I also get my critical boon. Whenever you score a crit hit on one of your spells, your first spell attack on the next turn has advantage to the roll and a plus one to damage. Oh, no. Oh, next turn? Next turn, I have advantage. Plus a plus one to whatever spell damage I do. Triple advantage. What was the oh no? Okay, so I discarded uh, one card with my redraw ability. Whenever I score a crit hit, I can choose to discard one card in my hand and then immediately draw another. So I did. Um... I get my critical boon, which at level 3, I picked advantageous attack. Whenever you score a crit hit on one of your spells, your first spell attack on your next turn has advantage on the attack roll and a plus 1 to damage. And then I'm also going to, at this point, uh, use my lucky escape feature. Uh, So I'm going to use the disengage action as a bonus action. And run like hell. Okay. Yeah, you are able to get away. Run away. That was damn effective. Pretty much. Alright, then I guess it is all of their turns. So, um <laughs> the one that uh was attacking Vigar that you attacked is going to attack you, sir. Fair enough. Uh rolled two twos, so none of those will hit. The two others are going to take off after you, kind sir, having watched destroy them. Oh, that's one crit hit. Fear not. And that is a second hit. Okay, that's eight points for the crit hit and seven points for the non-crit hit. The three are going to attack you again, Rune. One hit. Uh, two hits. One crit. Ah, crap. Uh, damn. I would like to impose disadvantage on one of those. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that takes away the crit, but it would have hit anyway. Total damage, it is 12. Six of those points, though, were just the plus two from the modifier. Oh, I rolled. God. Yeah, I rolled all Ooh. ones on all the other okay. hits. Uh, with one of them that attacked me, I'm yes. going to use my Hellish Rebuke. Okay. Because I'm a tiefling. So Saving I need a deck save. That was a 19. Well, they still take half damage. Okay. 24 divided, so 12 points of fire damage. Holy cow. Good to see those 10s. Yeah, no shit. All right. And Kelly, one attacks you and hits twice. Are you sure? I'm positive. Uh-huh. You take six points of damage. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'll take three shots. All right. Hopefully. Hit them with your best shot. Let's try and hit them with my worst <laughs> shot, too. Okay. I believe 13 to hit. Will not. Okay. 18. Will. Okie dokie. That'll be 9 points of damage. Alright. And the last shot. Okay, last shot will hit as well for 12 points of damage. Yeah, I'll move over to Virgil. Okay, and take the opportunity attack. Yep. That will hit. Yep. Seven points of uh, That's slashing cool. damage. I'll take that. And I'm going to start bandaging uh, Vicar. Right. Nine 
um, extra points. Nine points? Nine points of your health back, and I'll yeah. do more in a second. Okay. On then to Gerald. Uh, two hits. Okay. Destroy Ooh. them. 26 and 19. Yes. That sounds about right. So that'll be, um, <laughs> six and nine points of damage. So 14 overall. Okay, not too shabby. On then to Vigar again. Alrighty. So, I'm going to... Don't move too far from me. <laughs> I'm not going to move because that won't work. Okay, so I'm just going to use card throw. The two in front of you or just one of them? The weakest looking ones. Okay. Alright, so that's a nat 20. Woo! Oh my god. Okay, so that's... Let's see, the first card is a 5, which is cold damage. Uh, so that's 2 plus 5... Uh, plus 1. So, 6, 8 points of cold damage. Okay. And the second card... Okay, oh, so the second card would have been... So that's lightning damage... That's a 19. That's a crit. So that's 5, 9, plus 5, it's 14. It's uh, not looking great now, but it is not quite dead yet. Okay. All right. On then to the enemies. Obviously, those two that you have beaten the snot out of are going to attack you. No. Stop it. That's two hits, three hits, a crit, so that is 25 points of damage. You have one. I have a single hit point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you mentioned, I believe, last week. Yeah, like about an introduction. Either I'm going to be awesome or I'm going to be a corpse you guys pull around. Yep. This is the corpse episode. This is the episode where you're a corpse. And yours, I rolled a two and a three. Oh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, now on to the main hitter, uh, Luke. Oh, joy. One hit. Now, I will try two to hit. impose disadvantage on the last one. Last one. Eight, so 26 points. Okay, that actually hurt a lot. And then the one uh, advances on you, Dr. Green Greenhill. And that's a one and a nine. Ah. Mr. Rune. Okay, shots. Shooting the ones that are wounded, because I need to start dropping some of these guys. Okay. 24, 20. Six. All right. Four. Uh, 11 points of damage. All right, roll again. If you hit him, he's probably dead. Uh, that'll be nine points of damage. Yep, that's enough to kill one of them. And Nick's wounded or another one on you? I'll hit one of the wounded. Okay, the most wounded one is the one on Virgil. And I'll if you hit him, now. he's probably dead as well. Okay. Yeah, that's a 19 to hit. So that'll be uh, 16 points of damage. Uh-huh. It is dead as well. All right, two of them down. There is now one on Vigar, one on Gerald, two on Yurun, and one still on Dr. Greenhill. On then to Dr. Greenhill. Okay, I'm going to spend three medkit points to overpower my 27 hit points <laughs> to you. 
Alright. She's gonna burn. What was that? Don't worry, next round I'll take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, on then I to you, Gerald. Yeah. Got, got about right. four more hit points before I'm unconscious, too. Two attacks, that's an 18 and a 15. Yes, sir. So that was 10 hit points or regular? Regular. Okay. Alright, that's a six and five points of damage. So <laughs> Alright. He is now bloodied. Yay. On then to Vigar. Okay. Why fix what ain't broken? Alrighty. I am going to cut through. Uh, the one that's in front of me. Okay. 20 to hit on the first card. Yes, sir. That is poison damage. Don't bother rolling. <laughs> second card is a, a 19, which is a crit. Woo! Alright. And that is three, so that's lightning damage. So that's three. Ten points of lightning damage. Very nice, sir. And I'm going to disengage. I believe in you. You'll be fine. I She's wounded too. totally forgotten that you were standing right next to him. So two of them are now attacking you, uh, Dr. Greenhill. Yep. That's one hit, two hit, three hits, 20 points of damage. And then one of them... Running away was a bad thing, but you have more AC and health than I do. (laughs) One of them is going to uh, attack you again, Gerald, and that will hit with a 19. And that is six points of damage. And two are going to attack you, Rune. One hit. Two hits. Okay, I might be down Yep, I guarantee it with 14 points of damage. And then, last but not least, uh, oh, nope, that is everybody. Okay. <laughs> Rune, first death saving throw. Oh my god, are you down? down? Yeah, I took enough hits oh, to go down. Bye. He yelled timber on his way. Ha! Hi! I got... Did you crit that? No. No. Oh. I wish. All right, on to then. Kill it. Um, okay. How far is Rune? Uh, he would have been up front, so, and flanked by enemies, so I'm guessing probably ten feet, but you will have to take the opportunity attacks from both of them against you. Would be within melee range of the other two. So I will instruct Gerald on how to stabilize... <laughs> if I may. Gerald, with your undying, decaying breath. Okay, okay. Let me let me take my action okay. and then. So and then... That... Hang on. I was gonna say he's about to have some more bogeys oh, on him as an action. Yeah, that is true because they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. He's gonna have his hands full in a second. Da, 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 da. <laughs> that's I'm running towards him. Okay, <laughs> you take two opportunity attacks against you. Yep. Only one of them hits, luckily. Though <laughs> it did roll max damage, so that's an eight. And I'm going to go and start stabilizing. You are stabilized. So you are still unconscious, but you're no longer dying. But you're not dying. Woo! Woo! Small victories. Yes, so healing now will bring you up. We are then on to you, Gerald. Two attacks. That is a 12 and a 19. One will hit. That is 10 points of damage. Ouch! Okay, it did not like that at all. Vigar. Okay. Um, how many would I be able to... I'm um, wanting to do Agnazar's Scorcher, which is a 30-foot line. Okay. How would I be... 
I can. I would you be able would to be, move into any position. Yeah, I but. would say you could hit three of them. Okay. That is what I'm going to do. So I need a deck save from three of them. Okay, I'm going to say that they're the two chasing uh, Dr. Greenhill and the one that was attacking Gerald. Okay. If there's any ones, or ones then they ought to, you know. Nope. A two, a 12, and a 14. Oh, so They close. all fail. 29 points Goodness of fire damage gracious. to all three. One is exploded in molten chunks. And the two chasing Dr. Greenhill, or the uh, the other one chasing Dr. Greenhill is not, no, is bloodied now. And the one that was on you, Gerald, is missing a wing and one arm. Uh, <laughs> it came close enough that your hair is frizzy in the back now. <laughs> on then to the enemies. Uh, the one that you just seared is turning to come after you. That will... One will hit, or one attack will hit, dealing seven points of damage. Ouch. Two are going to converge on Dr. Uh, Greenhill. That's one miss. That's a crit. To stay down. That's a second crit. And that's a hit. So two crits and uh, one hit. 24. Okay. On then to... Oh, you can't do anything, yeah. Rune. You're just laying there. Yeah, why did you stabilize me and not, like, do the position? Because... <laughs> <laughs> On then to Dr. Greenwill, okay. who has not made the wisest decision last round. <laughs> no, but that's okay. I didn't want to bring it up when you were making the decision. That would have been a bit meta. Shut up. Used to be. Considering you're unconscious and can't talk. Exactly. Okay. Um... I'm gonna burn another one of these. Take okay, you get nine hit points. I'm up. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to spend another med kit point to grant three d eight temp hit points. Okay, not too bad. Don't forget, you also have that icon you can use as well. Oh yeah, that's a cure wounds thing. Seven, eight, nine, ten. I get ten more? Ten temp hit points. Oh! I will take All it. Alright. I'm almost down, so... Okay. On then to... Gerald. Two attacks. <laughs> that's a 19 and an 18. Alright. So that's... Um, How do you finish this guy off? Yeah, I bring the Mace of Terror... Um... Down on his face... Okay, uh, that's the, about it. The gargoyle's face disappears at the horns, and so there's just this sculpted trough through where his face would have been, and the statue crumbles into inanimate stone. And then I'm going to use uh, action surge, and then I'm going to walk over to the next one and All right. dash again. You cleave through the one's face, swinging back up again onto the one next to you. That is uh, unnatural 20 and a 15. Crushing it twice. So that is a 10 and a 9. So that All right. Damage. It takes the damage and it's beginning to chip away slowly. On then to um, Vigar. How many are left? Three. Uh, one just took damage from Gerald. One full health that just beat uh, Dr. Greenhill and the one on you still. Oh, okay. I'm going to attack the one that's on me. Um, 
So I'll use card throw. That's a 24 to hit. So that's 6. That's the violet one. So psychic damage. Nice. So it takes 7 psychic damage. And 8. Okay, it fails. It is blinded until the end of its next turn. Alright. And then the second card. Same target or different? Different target. Okay, the full health one? Yeah, I'm going to do the one that's after the dock. That's a nat 20. Oh, sweet. First off, that is a one that's fire damage. 12 points of fire damage. Not too bad, and its attention is no longer on the dock. And then I'm going to use my disengage. (laughs) (laughs) Now that it's blinded, to disengage and run the other way, or run uh, towards... Uh, you guys, and you then bravely... I'm gonna use my redraw to pick another spell. Okay, you bravely ran away. <laughs> bravely, bravely ran away, away. All right, brave, brave, four, four, five, six. The blind one swipes at the air where you were and does not manage to touch you <laughs> either attack. The one that was on Green Hill does take after you though. Hits you once for six points of slashing damage with its claws. And the last one attacks Gerald again. 16? Yep. Okay. Hits you twice with 14 points total. Room. All right, I'm up. I'm going to take two shots. My rights are done because I passed out. Okay. So three shots. The which one? The one uh, attacking him, the blind one, or the one attacking Gerald? One attacking him. Okay. Nine points of damage. Okay, not too shabby. Second shot. Hit again. Four. Eleven points of damage. All right, it is officially bloodied, and its attention turns away from the card master. And I'll take my last shot. That'll hit for ten more points of damage against it. Ouch. Uh, it is is really starting to have some holes. It can no longer fly with all the holes in its wings. Dr. Greenhill. Okay, I'm going to give you nine more hit points. Gerald. I'm going to attack with my mace. That works because it's magic. Yes. Um, that's 17 and 14. Uh, the 17 will hit. All right. That is a whole eight points of damage. All right. But it's taken all the points. You don't have to worry about that, at least. Vigar. All righty. How hurt are these? The blind guy is pretty much gone. The one that um, just attacked you, that rune attacked, is pretty much gone. And the one attacking Gerald is just now bloody. I'm going to card throw at the one that's attacking me. Uh, that's an at 20. Well, first off, three. Lightning damage. Okay. 12 so, points of lightning damage. To the one attacking you? Correct. It explodes. Yeah. Okay, into second Into tiny card. gravelly bits. Second card? The blind one or the one attacking Gerald? The blind one. Okay. That's a 19, which is another crit. Okay, how do you finish that one off? Well, make sure it's not poison damage. One fire. Okay. So again, just another card. Some molten explosion. Two cards and just. Molten exploding bits everywhere. Boom! Alright, on to the last remaining one. It roars in fury and attacks Gerald recklessly, not hitting either time. Okay. 
And then to uh, Rune. All right. Three shots. First one will miss. Second shot will hit. Four. Eight points of damage. It's still holding on. And third shot will hit. Four. Eight more points of damage. It is barely holding on to its existence. Dr. Greenhill. All right, I'll stab him. Okay, go ahead. Oh Make the attack roll. It's the longest roll I've ever seen. That's a 17 on the back. Uh-huh! Ah, you- Five points of damage. It is still holding on. <laughs> <laughs> you did the best you could, and it wasn't enough. I Gerald, tried. if you hit, it is dead. I get an extra attack. What? Yeah. Goodness gracious. Okay, attack again. <laughs> Forgot about that. If you miss, it's moot, though. That one. <laughs> Wait for the With dive. the scalpel lodged in its back. Go ahead, Gerald. That is... A 23. With the scalpel lodged in its back, you bring your mace down and hammer the... The gargoyle down onto that scalpel, and it shatters into several large chunks of inanimate I like, stone. I, I like to imagine that you've got like, like a cubic inch of stone just hanging off your scalpel now, because <laughs> everything else is just falling off around it. <laughs> Pretty so much. How is yeah. the scalpel, by the way? It's fine. Yeah, your scalpel is now a blunt, a bludgeoning instrument at this point. What was that about? Do no harm. Yeah, it's a much. gargoyle. Okay. Oh, what? Are you saying gargoyles don't have feelings now? Gargoyles are people. They're alive. Oh, goodness gracious. They're alive. Okay. Ish. That ends this encounter. Thank you for joining us once again for this episode of Homebrew Review. If you would like to find out more, you can find us on Facebook at Guild Adventure. You can visit our website at www.theadventuringguild.com. Or you can find us on Patreon. For any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at dmbob at theadventuringguild.com or hit us up on one of our many social media websites. And once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. 